everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 572, recorded today, Wednesday, the 3rd of April. Obviously, this is just the beginning. Uh, we've had April Fools in the way. This is uh, We'll probably get onto a bit of that later on. Um, we've had... Uh, what have we had? Oh, th- no, I, I should get the other stuff out of the way. This is a music technology podcast, I think. Uh, yes, music technology, synthesis, uh Music production, recording studios, live performance, live production, all of those things that surround the technology and business of making music. Welcome, everybody. want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Isotope, uh, uh, supporting the show with a prize of their RX7 software. More on that later. And also, uh, we have another sponsor this week, uh, which is Softube. Softube's got a new synth out called Parallels, uh, which is on offer from till the 12th of April. We'll have a little message on that a bit later on, and I can tell you what it is. But let's uh, get on and uh, join our guests. I'm going to start over here with Mr. Ty Unwin, media composer. We haven't seen Ty for a long time. Ty is always legendarily busy, particularly on Wednesdays, it seems. But, you know, it's great to have you. How are you, Ty? I'm good, thank you. It's, um, it's been a long time. It has really been a really long, long time. time, actually. Yeah, I can't think when it was. So. When was it? Last year, probably. I think it was last year. I don't think I've been on this year. So, no, pretty um, sure. So yeah. what? Uh, scored what? Seventy-five films, eight hundred <laughs> TV episodes, produced a couple of albums. It kind of almost feels like that. No, it's it's. I I'm trying to um I'm trying to quieten down a bit. To be fair, I'm yeah. trying to uh, clear the. I've been saying no to a lot of projects recently to try and kind of clear the uh, clear the books and uh, concentrate on doing some stuff that I want to do. I mean. God, I mean, look at that! Wow, that <laughs> was well, that I want to do. That's a great. You know. That is a great. Yeah. Uh, that's a great thing to. to uh, I mean, I, I totally concur with that. I mean, I can see how. Uh, how I mean, I mean, I know how it is. Stuff gets in the way, and you really have to make a con- conscious decision, don't you, to sort of say well, no uh, to to change the super tanker, as it were. I mean, I've said to you uh, uh, before. So the last note of music I wrote for me was 1997. So that's now 22 years ago that I last wrote and notice music that wasn't commissioned and was just for me. And uh, I just kind of think it's it's time to put that right. And so since last May, I've been saying no to a, a lot of stuff to try right. and get time off coming up. And it's kind of working. So it's... Um, yeah, everybody's going, no, we don't want to use him anymore. He says no. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is fine. So 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 it's good. But I started on, um, started on Midge's next album which i mean it depends whether you want to talk about it about the whole yeah, setup thing no, that i was sure, telling you about yeah. but that's but um that's that's exciting it's a new way of doing things i mean i can tell you now or i can tell you later or it's up to you well let's yeah let's 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 say hello to gaz as well maybe we can have a bit more of that yeah, in cool. a second that'd be fun absolutely and and we've also got uh, mr gaz williams who's there in his uh base not basement studio it's uh it's an attic <laughs> studio, studio but Bass studio. Sorry, you're a bit quiet there. I'll turn you <laughs> up a bit. Uh, oh, and okay. Gaz, music technologist, mm. producer, bass player, um, and all of those things. How have you been? Mm. I'm really happy. Something came through the post today that I've been very excited about. Very small and actually very orange. I wonder if you can guess what it is. Any ideas? Uh, no. I'll do the big reveal. No? I'm afraid not. Ah, a MIDI thing. This is the RK005. And um, wow, what a little great little problem solver that is. Because I mean, that works as a USB host to MIDI. So for all those things like the, uh, well. Careful now, I don't want to see anything fall over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no, it's much more organized in here these days. Um, no, you know, USB, that. Connect it and then give you MIDI, MIDI ports. Wow. Yeah, but okay. not only that, there's some other cool things on there as well. There's a cable that comes with it. Mini jack, stereo mini jack to two mono, CV and gate as well. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's cool. So how does it's it a super cool little how thing. Get, how does it get power? From there. From micro, a normal, micro. Uh, micro USB to whatever, you know, like you, could, you can run it from a battery. I did a little video in Superbooth last year about it. Um, but what's super cool about this, though, is uh, unlike, I mean, there are other things on the market like the Kenton one. Um, but this, you can plug a host, uh, you could plug a USB hub into it. 
so you can have loads of things connected to it oh that's so, cool mm, they do make some great so, stuff don't they they really do they're they're so clever there's, there's so much clever things and they use a little web a little web configurator um to uh to, you know to to make all to, to put all the settings into it and um and, and i have to say the graphics my wife said she'd wear this <laughs> um, it's got a bit of a yin yang uh, vibe hasn't it yeah yeah but uh yeah so retro kits they um, wow what, what a cool what a cool little company Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, good to get a little plug in there. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that... <laughs> I love them. I think they're I'm glad, I'm glad that stuff is, is going well and good and all of these things, so that's marvellous. Um, we had... Uh, well, we'll st we should start with this week, I mean, because we've had, obviously, a couple of things going on. Um, two shows. There was Synthplex in Burbank, which uh, Jim uh, Hayward from uh, Synth Memes, who's a friend of ours, he, he basically covered it on behalf of Sonic State. There's 15-odd videos up there, but that was a brand-new event. There was also the uh, Machina... We were plugging it beforehand weren't we and i think it turned out to be a really good show lots of people went and uh and it was very well attended and then there was also uh machina bristronica which was in a uh ele from elevator sound it was kind of quite a smallish shop i mean geographically um but they brought together it was massive it was in a club called motion which is i'm told one of the top sort of 10 uh, European clubs, big sort of two big rooms with big sound systems. It's like full on. It's like industrial scale club nightclubbing that, you know, apparently the kids love these days. But it was full of synth people. I saw Finley Shakespeare perform, talked to a whole bunch of people. It was really good. I mean, I didn't film anything there. There wasn't really set up for that, to be honest, but it was uh, that was great. So there's two brand new events. I don't know if either of you went. I know you. Well, I, know, I don't know. If you didn't go, Gaz, to uh, um, Breastronica, did you? No. No, uh, ah. missed that one. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting that these two new events are sort of quite an interesting thing. And I think the, uh, uh, like I say, the uh, synthplex thing worked out pretty well. So maybe that'll be a new one on on the uh, on the, you know, on the calendar. What was the last show you went to, Ty? Was it was it our event in Bristol? <laughs> yeah. Right, I just, okay. I, I, it's, it's honestly, it's fine. I, I, all of these shows, I'd love to. It sounds such a bad excuse, but I'd love to find the time to go to them. But honestly, I just, I, I don't have the time. Yeah. Well, I didn't have the time. I may hopefully coming up have the time, but um, no, I, I, I just, I haven't been to one for God for forever. I you should remember. think. I mean, I would have looked. You should think about Super Booth time. No, I know everybody keeps everybody keeps going on to me about Superbooth, but the dates just don't line up for me. They're they're not good. Uh, not oh, this year anyway. They're really. I know. No, no, no. I know. Because <laughs> <Chuck a laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I'd love to. Um, yeah, they just don't. They just don't line up. But it's uh, the Bristol one uh, sounds sounds great, and I know quite a few people that did go and said it was really good. Said it yeah. was uh, for first event. It was it was, it was really yeah. worth going to. I would so, say. I how would, many women? You know, how many women were there? I didn't count them all, but there were some. Three and a half. Hooray! Yeah, no, no. <laughs> there was definitely some, but uh, yeah, it's uh, okay. Well, and also we just got news. Uh, we've been asked to be involved a little bit with the Bath Music Festival um, because it's been very much classical up to now. And there, I, I've been talking to Will Gregory, who's uh, as well as Golf Rap, he's been involved in the Festival Trust, sort of helping put stuff on. And we're putting together a little uh, electronic music event sort of thing. And we've met, we just got confirmation that we've got Apparat who's a big act uh, and also uh data line so they're doing a double no header. Way. great yeah in bath on the 26th Amazing. of may uh well when we got more information about that we'll plug it a bit more and you can buy tickets and come mm. along it, it's about 800 seater so it's a sunday night um but if you're in the area i think it'll be a good a really good night so uh, uh i mean apparat is awesome and uh, i'm amazed we got him but we managed to get him so that's that's cool so hopefully the beginning of the thing I saw Dataline do uh, the after show at the end of Superbooth last year. Uh, he played a absolutely storming set. His uh, his ability just to kind of build on the fly and just just and to ebb and flow is just incredible. He really is a you know grand grand wizard at the kind of. Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah, really, really mm -hmm. good. In fact, I was noticing that uh, Finley Shakespeare was using a dig attack for uh, for the, the mm. rhythm side of his things and pressing his vocal. That was kind of cool. Uh, I really enjoyed his set. Actually, it was very good. Oh, and, I, and I also, but I met and was introduced to uh, Steve Davis, the famous snooker player, who was also uh, apparently um, mm -hmm. 
Now, he was doing a talk. Uh, Milo Melodies, uh, Alex, was interviewing him at uh, the British Tronica event. So, yeah, it's fun. Well, okay, he's a DJ um, now, isn't he? He is a DJ, a and, DJ also, and also into music, you know, mm. getting into Modular. synths. Yeah. Okay, let's well, let's get on to let's get on to a topic. Uh, April Fools, then. What was your favourite? Yeah. I have to say, my favourite one <laughs> was uh, I think and most was this one because it was so believable. The Korg Volker set yeah. uh, that is almost and it was so brilliantly mocked up. And also, it was all it was so Korg that the artwork and everything. So you know, it, the uh, play recorder rewind, uh, four track recorder, seven segment LED. Yeah, it, uh, what was it? They said it was going to be. Uh, one eighth inch. I don't know how much it was going to be. Can you see the cork? So that was a cracking one. But there was lots more. See, but the thing, it's hard to pull off, I think, because they have to be believable, and most of them aren't. I don't know. You see, the irony with that one is, I honestly think if Korg released that, that people yeah. would buy it. Yeah, and I think that's the irony because I'll tell you for was a that... fact, if they released that, I would buy it, <laughs> and I'm sure thing. I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, because. I remember the days of the. Do you remember things like the the Fostex X15 or the yeah the little ones, the yeah. or the Vestax, whatever it was, and little Tascams. And I remember those. And honestly, there's something, and I know a lot of it is rose tinted spectacles, but they had a certain quality that uh, you just can't get. And I tell you for a fact, if they released that Korg, I would buy it, and other people would buy it, and that's ironic. But that's you're funny, right about it? the others. It, the, you're right about the others. It seemed like quite a dull year for 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 um, you get good years and bad years. It didn't seem like a great year for April Fools this year. I think honestly, it's because with what's going on in the world generally, which all seems so ridiculous at the moment, that um, any kind of April you could put anything out these days and it's believable because what's actually fact and is going on is so unbelievable. Well, that yeah, that's that probably make, that's that's probably quite true. We're we're a bit maybe we've become a bit numbed to it, so uh, everything's so ludicrous. I don't, guys. Did you yeah. see any? I, you seem the sort of guy who probably would pull the April Fools, some sort of April Fool on the day. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> uh, I think well, my favourite one. Uh, well, at uh, times is bang on i think if cork did do that it would be a huge success um but i think i really liked the a ableton's one with the recorder uh which was a kind of uh thing about um like a special ableton branded recorder that you could play um polyphonic stuff on it with a with a with a recorder and i think um that was quite good fun but i think they also released it i haven't actually downloaded it but i think they released a little um a little uh plug-in to go along with it um but the guy uh this thing. yeah there's a quite a cool little video there it's quite funny um and it's like an ableton branded recorder <laughs> oh let's have a look then we'll, we'll give them a bit of a plug you know the the times have changed i remember growing up it was my ticket to everything i was guaranteed to be the center of attention i got gigs <laughs> dates i had it all but then, computers, the world moves on. There's no place for people like me anymore. In jazz clubs, it's not about the skills anymore. It's about the scales. In clubs, it's so loud, <laughs> you can't hear anything. And you can hear a recorder, though. <laughs> oh, that's Vanessa. It doesn't matter how beautiful melody is or how good you are as a player. No one likes you unless you play chords. It's a polyphonic world. <laughs> you know, the recorder oh, was funny. my first love. That's emotive, isn't it? But in the last <laughs> years, I thought it might be done. That all changed today. I get the See, picture. Gaz is just liking it. Gaz just likes the music. That's all he's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Frog <laughs> with recorder. I want one. It sounds like a yeah, swirling whistle. At least, at least that was funny. And I think that's the difference that a lot of them I find kind of found this year. They just weren't, They, you know, some of them have put a lot of effort into it, but they just weren't funny. You know, I'm not going to sit here and name names because it's not, it's not fair because a lot of people did spend a lot of time 
doing these, but they just weren't funny. Whereas that one, at least that's funny. You know, that's amusing. And yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I think it's fair enough. By that. I think, well, so so far, we buy the recorder and the Volcassette. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny. I thought... <laughs> so, obviously, a target... I thought what was funny is the Volcassette actually has more channels than the Volcamix, right? I think, just about. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, uh, yeah. Ooh, that's harsh. <laughs> well, you know, except they're not stereo, so that, to be fair. Do you know um, what would have been funny? They should have just, just put an advert out for the Volcamixer. That would have been funny. Oh, that is hard. <laughs> oh. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, maybe we should move on before we alienate any of our uh, chums in the industry. Any more of them. Ah, uh, they, they, can, they can all comeback. take a joke. They made a great comeback. They made yeah. a great comeback. I had a go of the Volca modular, and it's absolutely slamming. And the Volca, the Volca drum as well. I mean, that is such a comeback. Those are two cracking little Volcas. So, you know. I think they've kind of, they've atoned, I think. <laughs> and the Minilog XD, of course, which uh, I think we're getting in for Ooh. review at some point. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, so, yeah, good. Well, let's uh, let's uh, just have a quick word from our friends over at SoftTube, and we can talk to you about the new SoftTube Parallels. Uh, this is an ad, actually, I suppose, rather than uh, us talking about it, because we haven't had it checked out. New from SoftTube. Um Basically, they sampled a load of really long evolving waveforms from a very rare collection. So it's not just sort of single cycle stuff. Two parallel source selections uh, to plug in with dual wave scannings. So you can create some really complex and moving sounds. Uh, two parallel sources means blended sounds, opening up more possibilities. Uh, up to 14 voices, because uh, it's quite, as with a lot of their stuff, it's quite uh, heavy on the CPU, but it does a lot of great things. Uh, hundreds of expertly created patches from people like uh, Davine and BT, all those guys. Three analog modular filter types, including a low-pass gate. Uh, five types of modulation source, LFO, random, Euclidean sequencer, step sequencer and envelope, and five built-in effects. And this is available now. Uh, it's, I think it's reduced to $129 from $149 till April the 12th. So do check it out. Go over to softtube.com and have a look. We will thank them for supporting the show. Um, so the next thing that I was going to look at was, oh, yeah, well, here we go. Here's, uh, here's a new synth. This is the Analog Solutions Impulse Commander, Serio Dual Filter. Or impulse command, rather, I should say. Which looks kind of interesting. Stereo. Uh, so if I bring the. I don't know, I can't have them both. The stereo synth uh, with modulators, uh, digital effects built in as well, but lots of analog patch points. And I think it builds on, because Tom's done a lot of really interesting work with these kind of sequences that are very much geared to a live performance. Sounds quite beefy, this. I think this is a tease. 24 dB low pass. That sounds nice. So, yeah, new from Analog Solution. I think we'll probably see it in the flesh at Superbooth. Um, I mean, I've got some screenshots of it here, which are showing up, but it's it, it, there's not as much information, you know, out there quite yet. I think it's going to be about 850 quid. I know a lot of people really dig the Analog Solution stuff. Did you get? Have you got into the Analog Solutions uh, world? Because I know some people just... Got, uh, it's like an addiction. You know, once you've got one, they've got to have more because of the sound. It's got a very specific sound. It does. Um, I have. I've got, what have I got? I've got a fuse box. I've got uh, a couple of Nyborgs and I've got a Mega City sequencer. And um, and I've said this so many times that if you want that kind of uh, late 70s, early 80s kind of analog sounds, the best, the best people that do it are Tom with his Analog Solutions and Dreadbox. Dreadbox and Analog Solutions are the two companies to go for for that kind of really raw uh sound and i love i love tom stuff i think the analog solution stuff is is really good i have to say this this one is slightly less me because as you say it's more concentrated on the c or well, not concentrating but it, it's very integral the sequencer side of things and um i'm kind of what i've found over time is the fact that having things with integral sequencers for me is less my kind of 
bag, really. Um, I mean, I bought the Mega City because it's very specific, it's a very sophisticated uh, sequencer, and it's unlike any other kind of step sequencer. But um, yeah, the sequ I mean, it, the sequencer on this looks really clever, and it sounds great, but it's just, I don't I'd be using it more as a module, and I think I'd be kind of wasting it. But sound-wise, you, you can't beat them. They're fantastic. Really yeah. good. Mm. Really good. Yeah. We should be seeing this, like, we'll be there at Superboo without... But yeah, I don't know if you, yeah. had, you had a chance to play with any of this. So I know Doty's a massive fan of it. Uh, I haven't played with this one yet. I think there's a few things that are really interesting with it, though. Um, I mean, the price point, I think, is is it was a Eight, lot eight fifty, a lot yes, more affordable, more affordable yeah. than, than I was expecting. And um, the thing that's quite cool about the sequencer is you've got a sixteen-step note sequencer and a sixteen-step sort of regular sequencer, and you can run those sequencers together and do all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, and there's a there's a knob on there which is I think is called note order or something like that. And I think if you turn the knob a a a, a complete um, a complete turn, it'll make the sequence run in reverse. But then anywhere in between, I, I might be wrong about that. I'm just trying, but anywhere in between, you can make the the sequence kind of uh, jump around a lot. So it's a really performer uh, orientated. Um, approach to sequencing which i think looks really cool um it's also it's got a really nice presence about it i think it it yeah. looks kind of like uh you know can imagine that being quite a centerpiece in a lot of people's setups and it follows on a certain trend uh that we've seen over the last few years of uh the semi-modular you know this idea yeah of the it, sort of desktop um, thing yeah the the desktop but could kind of like link with a with with a modular rig as well, which so I think it's a very clever move. Um, and as I say, at that, at that price point, I think it makes I, I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think he's going to do very well with this one. I think I think so be too because it's accessing that. This is uh, this is the other sequencer, the generator, which I suspect mm. some of his sequencing chops from this have got, ended up in the uh, in the uh, the impulse command, definitely. But uh, it's yeah, it looks good. Uh, like I say, we'll probably hear a bit more. It's going to be it's not shipping yet, but uh, I think we might be able to get a hold of one. Uh, uh, but we'll see where we uh, where we get with that. Um, so yeah, what else? Oh, there was another synth, isn't there? Have you seen this? The new the Moon Fest. Speaking of which, coming up as they often do is they release something to the engineer kind of VIP tickets and this is uh, we think this is going to some kind of vocoder, vocoder slash fixed filter and that's uh, I think that's uh, Steve I forgot what his surname is now doing this so this is going to be uh, what you could build at Moogfest. Moogfest is coming up uh, towards the end of the month. So if you're lucky enough to get one of those engineer tickets, you'll, uh, you'll, that'll show up and you'll be able to build that. And that, I think that's one of the interesting things. It's, it's become a thing now for Moog, isn't it? That they, Because mm. it happened with the DFAM. This sort, it wasn't Mother 32, but it was the start of all of that, that form factor they kind of introduced into uh, the engineering builds, the Werkstatt. Uh, so there's a number of things. So I, I mean, I think it's a great idea, uh, and it's something completely different. Although I, it seems like I know they've got such a rich heritage, it looks like that's probably some stuff that I mean, you've got the big Moog. Have they got fixed filter banks on 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 that? Uh, did you get the fixed filter bank part of that? Yeah, I mean, it's I I think the only thing that kind of was slightly disappointing about that was actually the the definition of the vocoder, which was was um, uh, wasn't great. But I mean, apart from that, if, if if you kind of ignore the, essentially the the definition of the, um, you know, the vocoder words wise, I think it it sounds really interesting. I love the idea of of these little projects that I love say little projects. They're not little projects. <laughs> these instruments that people can go and build and and be part of the festival. I think it's a great idea. I have to say, if it was on the doorstep, I'd you know I'd try and get to them. But um, I think it's brilliant. I think it's, and you know, I mean, I've got a, a DFAM and and which was one of them, and I think well, there was a Mother Thirty Two one before that. Or, I don't know if it was, no, but it was introduced. No, no, I think it was. I think the I think the work start was a kind of like a prototype it was. to the Mother Thirty Two. You're, you're absolutely right, kind but of. then the DFAM, yeah, the DFAM became mm. was introduced. So, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's. I think I the I, I love the idea of it. I think this one in particular sounds sounds interesting but 
you know. Yeah, maybe not immediate. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I suppose the thing is also it's not another subtractive uh, VCO with uh, the Moog ladder filter built in. You know, it's something that's actually a little bit different. I mean, the DFAM, exactly. I guess, is different as well. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and and uh, in my my view, I mean, because they re—I forgot what they did. It was the Minotaur they re, they reissued, and I, I just felt that was yeah, a little bit just... kind of like, meh, you know, it didn't really kind of float my boat. But so this looks a bit more interesting. Hmm. But yeah, Moogfest twenty fifth to the twenty. I've not been actually. We've been trying to go, and we were going to go one time, but it just it, it falls really badly. It always fell because um, it's Music Messer this week, which we're not going to, and then that would be just before uh, uh, um, Booth. So I I just don't think. I can make it work, unfortunately. But uh, one day I'll get there. I'm sure I will. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are probably going and will probably have a great time there. I think the thing about it, because it's like a citywide mm. thing, isn't it? It's not... It's For somebody like us who would want to cover it from a journalistic point of view, it's much harder because it's geogra everything's geographically sort of uh, d interspersed around the city. So it's not quite the same... It's not quite as easy to cover. So it's, it has to. everything has to be kind of right. Uh, you haven't been, have you, Gaz? No, no, but right. next year, hopefully, I want to play there next year. That's my right. Plan, okay, so. <laughs> that's what you're working on. Okay, well, we'll I'm we'll... working on it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got a, some arm twisting to do. Right, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't see why you would. I heard a rumor. Oh, I yeah. heard a rumor that this this new one is going to be called the Matriarch, but that could well be a joke. So, um, I heard something about well, the Matriarch as well. They've taken, yeah, they've they've mm. apparently they've taken out the uh, copyright on the name. Or whatever. So it, there is going to be, if it's not this one, there is going to be a synth called the Matriarch, apparently. Well, to be honest, I, I mean, Matriarch sounds like it's going to be something fairly kind of, it's like Mummy mm. Alien, you know, the big, the big Kahuna. The or, well, Kahuna's probably not <laughs> yeah. the right word to use, you know, but the big something or other. Um, <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? It feels like that might not be something this big. It's more like to be somewhere in the region mm. of Moog One territory. I would, I would guess having a name as impressive as that. Because if it was the matriarch mm. and it was like this big, it would kind of be a bit, a bit <laughs> weird, wouldn't it? I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's that one there. Um, let's. Uh, oh, did you see that? I, I don't know. Um, if you saw this, uh, this wasn't in the notes, but I just uh, this was um, Isotope have just bought uh, Exponential Audio. We've spent the last 19 years trying to hone the art of digital signal processing. One Who of are a big reverb uh, guys to create a fantastic reverb. So when we thought, who's the partner who can both help us to provide reverb to the world, but also push the state of the art forward? Exponential Audio and Michael Carnes rose to the top almost immediately. Exponential Audio started out in this very room we're sitting in now, and soon after Exponential Audio began to take off, I began to investigate good partners. Believe it or not. It's all a bit busy, uh, businessy, this, but um, basically, uh, as we know, Isotope, very long-time uh, supporters of this show, they haven't really had. They they do things to get rid of reverb, but not so much to create the reverb. So this, they've sort of chosen this. I don't know about it. I'm guessing Ty, you might know a bit more about this because it's more post and more sort of really high end stuff. I mean, have you heard of Exponential Audio? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've got a couple of things. I think I can't remember what I've got. I think I've got R2 and R4, and I've definitely got Excalibur, which is a kind of multi effects process. It's really good stuff. It's top quality stuff, and I think it really makes sense um from isotopes point of view to get someone of that kind of quality in because you know let's be honest the the, the reverb on the isotope stuff like on um uh ozone which is only meant to be a kind of a, a kind of smear at the end but it was always kind of the weakest link you know it was, it was never great so so actually getting these guys on board and, and incorporating it within either within Isotope products or just selling it via them, I think it's great cool because they make really good stuff. It's 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 really good quality for the money. Really right. good quality. Okay. And so, they do they do kind of multi-channel and surround sound stuff as well. Yeah, really they do play. lots of yeah, yeah. It's, it's big in it's big in post apparently, which which makes sense because so yeah. isotope as well, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Gaz? I mean it should uh, th I think there'll be yeah. some interesting products coming up. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it, there really is that gap in when you look at, at, at what is in the current sort of uh, isotope lineup. There really is a gap when it comes to reverb. I would beg to differ with Ty a little bit about the reverb that was in um, Ozone. It, it, I think when it went to Ozone 6, I think they dropped it. So I think it was only in up to version 5. But that little five, reverb, yeah. it was... Um, I loved it. I mean, I used it a lot in mastering because I used the, the theatre model particularly and I would just use it just on the, 
side to just to give a little bit of um so i got a runny nose <laughs> um i i got it, I would just use it just, just to, if I wanted to give a little bit, if something felt a bit dry, it was just really nice just to kind of give a little bit of um, depth. And I was always thinking, mm, if they've taken that out, I bet they're going to have something nice coming along in the reverb area to replace it. And this looks amazing. And I mean, as we know, Isotope are super smart, aren't they? Their, their signal processing is second to none. So uh, this really feels like a, like a, a match made in heaven. I know Rich Hilton was very excited about this this uh, link up, um, but it did get me thinking. I mean, I, I believe that exponential audio uh, is mostly this one fellow, isn't it? So um, when you've got a lot of soft, a lot of software companies are one person and maybe another person who helps with the graphics or, or whatever. So um, I think this is great because Isotope can handle all the business side of things, and then they can just totally tap him for his, his expertise. So I think it's gonna. And he's, he's got a, a great voice. He's got a great voiceover voice as well. He sounds fantastic. <laughs> so he'll be able to do the videos as Brilliant. well. Brilliant. Yeah, it's really, really right, good. Right. Oh well, that's good. Well, I, I think suppose. It's work out a treat. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what's coming up, and that's probably going to be happening quite soon. Because if they've announced, they've probably got something in the, and the domain already moves over to. Uh, to isotope so they're, they're quite far advanced down the plans which probably is a good time to uh, mention our competition and which as ever is introduced by uh, a little word from isotope themselves rx continues to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post-production and with rx7 we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio take the game-changing repair assistant an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX-7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud? Vocals not loud enough? Let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new dialog contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialog, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialog Dereverb, a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialog. RX-7, a new frontier in audio repair. And, of course, you can check their stuff out. If you just go to isotope.com, you can always download a demo for that. Uh, we have a competition uh, winner for last week, uh, uh, someone called JJ, or at Wonder Choco. Uh, they tweeted the uh, winning combination of uh, hashtags and was picked by the computer. Desperately need some damage limitation, also for my brain. RX7 will help a lot. Love, JJ. So uh, if you get in touch, JJ, you will now get yourself a copy of uh, Isotope RX7. And uh, we're doing the competition again this week. Uh, we're looking for the hashtag Reverb remover, which I thought was kind of apt, seeing as they've just acquired reverb. Acquire and remove. You can do it in the same in the same gig. <laughs> uh, reverb remover, one word, and the hashtag RX7, one word, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's reverb remover and the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's via Twitter. So do enter, and uh, we thank them for providing the prize for this week's show, as ever. Uh, right, and um, where was I going to go next with this? There was, um, did we, did, uh, what have I got video for? Um... Oh, uh, let me have a look here. I, I was going to look at, uh, there was a, a, um, an article on, ah, uh, oh, what am I, Create Digital Music about the fact that Apple have released an update which is supposed to fix some of the issues that modern uh, USB uh, audio interfaces were having. Uh, this is the USB 3, USB 2 stuff, not the USB-C, I believe. Uh, but it's to, it was to do with the security chip. And they fixed that. But it raised, it raised some interesting points as well about the fact that, you know, uh, Windows kind of force you to do operating system updates, but they provide you with a way back. So you can have system snapshots and it's very easy. Whereas on the Mac, it's actually not quite so easy. Um, there are apparently, uh, although I did find, there is in fact uh, AFP, APFS, which came in uh, in 2016. It's a, it's a file format that does allow you to create snapshots and you can do it from the command line. So you can create a kind of back in time snapshot and then restore it as well. And uh, it's worth looking into uh, if that's something that you haven't got. But it, it's, this sort of thing should be built into modern operating systems. Systems, I think I know, I know I know for instance you Gaz you know you had exactly mm. this problem before the the problem is though that from what I can tell this utility 
stores the snapshot on the system drive, which is a bit pointless because then if you wanted to restore it, as in because your system drive was knackered, your Mm -hmm. system drive and all your snapshots would be knackered unless you'd backed up the whole lot. (laughs) So not sure how that works. Yeah. I've just been going through it myself because, you know, my Mac, you know the tale, my Mac Pro died mysteriously it was just on it just this is the the tubular mac pro or the trash can yeah whatever trash can it died and then so i had to give it to apple to repair and the repair bill was creeping up and up and up um and they asked me if i wanted to go further with it and i said yes because it you know i just had to really eventually they uh they couldn't repair it so they gave me a new one <laughs> which is higher spec than mine oh is it so you it was, did that it did work yeah. out because i asked you i said check yeah, the spec it when it arrived amazing. what what did you get i thought it was so well i, I mean the thing is when i got mine because i'm a cheapskate i always get you know i'm the opposite of ty i always get the the the, the, the bottom of the range things <laughs> uh so i'm like i got the bottom of the range mac mac pro when it came out uh that isn't a, they when they replace something it has to be the equivalent, but that wasn't on the that wasn't available anymore. So they uh, they gave me the one. It was a thousand pound more than the one I paid that I paid for. Wow! So, so I, what did you get for that? More RAM, more RAM, better CPU, better CPU. It's about a quarter faster. Oh um, wow! Well, there you go. Result. So, yeah. So I thought it was like dead money, and it's turned out really, really good in the end. Um, I mean. It's a bit mad that the Mac Pro is still on the market now because it is like essentially still in its 2013 spec. Um, and I guess they're just selling them until something new comes along. Um, but anyway, but back on, po- on point, though, was I, I, had to, um, I had to make a decision whether I wanted to restore from my time machine backup or, um, or go just and do fresh. the whole thing from yeah, scratch so i chose it. to do this i chose to do it from scratch and uh it's been a long process but i'm nearly there i've got most of it in there and uh i just kind of thought well i don't know what caused it to die in the first place but um i just thought well if i just install all the latest stuff without the kind of legacy and you know, through doing a lot of reviews and stuff, it's meant that I've had to have a lot. You install, yeah, loads of crap on there. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. that's a very fair point. I think it's probably a good so idea. Worked at, and and I have to say, to be fair to Apple, you know, I mean, I have been kind of ragging on Apple a lot lately, um, but customer service when it when it works out, it can really work out. And then this is a really one of these examples of where it worked out really really well. Because um, I mean, that was a machine that I bought nearly five years ago. So, you know, well out of warranty, that was, uh, so that, you know, so there is, you know, occasionally a good Occasionally a good it does work out. out. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. We have to replace the motherboard, but the only motherboard we've got is better. Yeah, sometimes that does happen. I don't, I don't, I don't think we ever talked to you about this, because, I mean, you know, in your high-pressure work environment, your machine just has to work. I mean, have you got, like, mirror systems? So have you got the same again sitting under the table that you can just plug in, or do you, do you oh, just, no. how, how do you, how do you... Deal with my. That. Oh, do you know what? I've just. Oh, I don't even. I don't even. You know, talk it, things up. It's too painful. I've, I've, <laughs> it is no. It's just I've been so lucky because my my system is so um so complicated and so all over the place that the idea of backing up drives to drives and drives and systems uh is so such a nightmare that I have the most unbacked up system known to man and i basically just work on the assumption because i write so much if i lose the main thing is i've got my mixes that's honestly the way i looked at it i've got i've got mixes of all my this tracks i've written and uh if if i lose everything i lose the projects but the reality is i've got all my old music and all I do is I just start again and write again because the, I've tr- I looked into trying to back it all up and it's just ludicrous. It is ludicrous because I've got such an amount of huge drives and whatever. So okay, every now and again, I will just take a, a drive, literally like a you know 24 terabyte drive, and then I'll then just go and buy another 24 terabyte drive and manually back it up. 
And what, so what about the actual system itself? You know, the system drive with all the installed plugins and whatnot. So same no, deal. When it goes, when, yeah, oh when it goodness. goes, it goes. I know. <laughs> and but the thing is, the thing is, it's also um, that I've just been really lucky and touch wood. It, oh, I am touching wood. Um, it's never, it's, it's, it hasn't happened. But if it does happen, I mean, the main thing is I've got, I think I've told you before, so I've got quite a sophisticated traveling setup. So again, what goes on in my head is if, if I'm in the middle that, of a project, yeah. I'll just go and work on the laptop until it gets sorted. And if it can't get sorted, I'll just buy a new, you know, I'll buy a new system. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's really... It's interesting, uh, yeah, I though, because, of... I mean, a lot of people in your position, uh, generally, you know, who are working a lot, they'll, they'll have an assistant who just takes care of all of that stuff. But you work very much solo in that respect, so you're not... You're not doing completely, I want, I, I, I knew, but it's curious as well because I imagine you know you're working for you know large broadcasters and publishers and and whatnot and TV companies. Mm-hmm. I wonder there must be now some of these people who are saying it's your responsibility to to make sure that you've backed up all of this stuff. You know, if you don't and we want it, then you you know you could get in. There could be penalties you know involved in some. I mean, I'm guessing not with you, but because you've got a long working relationship. But with perhaps new people, there must be an element of that where you have to have kind of almost. Uh, they almost have to provide a sort of yeah. data integrity plan as part of the service level agreement as a composer. You know, I don't think you're. I don't think you're far off the mark. To be fair, I think. I think. I think that's. I think that's fairly. I think you're probably right. But I mean, I've kind of never kind of crossed that. Fortunately, but I think I don't think you're wrong. Put it like that. But I, to, to, to be fair, I also have to say exactly like Gaz said: is that if something does go wrong and fails, there's almost and this sounds so bizarre. There's almost a sense of okay, it's almost relief going okay. I can now start mm. again because yeah. the the idea of do you know what I mean? Because I know for a fact that my system, I look at my system and it's so bloaty and so. I know for a fact that when I buy my next, whatever the new Mac, Mac Pro is going to be when it comes out, when I buy that, I will never um, copy it off Time Machine because I don't even use mm-hmm. Time Machine. So basically, I will literally take that blank machine and start from scratch again. And it normally takes me about a month, once literally just a, a month of trying to get everything back on because you can imagine how ridiculous my system is but then i have a fresh machine <laughs> and that will keep me going for so many years and there's almost a sense of yeah. satisfaction of okay i haven't got to deal with all the crap that's on there it's yeah um, i yeah. suppose so but I, I, used I, to, I, I i i i did used to do the thing when it was the old mac pros of having a duplicate system so i used to have everything that i was on one system i used to have an exactly identical system and kept up to date with that but then it never it, nothing ever went wrong and well you're and very fortunate i know and what's happened with the with the new one <laughs> with the trash can is just the fact that because everything has to hang off it and and the you know what we before we were talking about you know 500 gig here and 500 gig there and that's fine but now all the drives that are hanging off all mine are you know they're so stupidly big that, well, I suppose um, the thing, what, what I'm saying is, though, once you've got it set up, I mean, obviously the library data, the kind of samples and stuff are going to be massive on an external drive, but the, the kind of yeah. core, this machine works as is, right, mm. print that. So therefore, uh, th- I can always get back to where I am now. Yeah, okay, you know, if I lose my lo- sample libraries, then I do. But at least once I've set it up, then I can just go, yeah, just just take a snapshot of that and no, overwrite my current image. I That's should what do that. Do. Yeah, I should, should do that kind of now, I think. Cause, yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I have to say, when you're talking about it like this, I, it kind of scares me, and I do actually kind of think, yeah, I really do need to uh, do something. The, the, the issue is, I've got time machine drives just hanging there that I never use. I should, I should switch them on, shouldn't I? Just press the button, something? push <laughs> yeah. the button. You know, yeah, you should. Okay. You should. Yeah. Uh, there was I feel, a, I feel bad. There was one thing. I had a, I had a, a laptop stolen off stage, which was really, really horrible oh, thing to wow, happen. Yeah, but I also. I, I had with me, I had a, a bunch of external drives, which were the backup. I had the backups and the machine with me, which never do this, everyone. <laughs> never have your backups and your and your computer in the same. Because basically the laptop bag was stolen, including the laptop and, and the, backup. the backup drives. Oh. So I lost mm-hmm. loads of data, like like loads of data. 
and you know what it was like a bit of a it was you know i mean it it was a pretty awful thing in many ways but there was this thing of like all of those unfinished things <laughs> that have been gnawing away at me like oh gone. they're just gone kind of like just oh they were gone it was like yeah. hallelujah i can start yeah. again now i don't have all that kind of legacy stuff loop i got a great excuse it's gone and it did feel quite liberating like yeah. you know liberating you know sort of data liberation yeah that, 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 you know, that, you know, that's a good that's a good thing, title for the show i think the thing is i'm also i mean robbie knows this because i've had this conversation with robbie before but it's i'm the same with gear i honestly because yeah i mean i have a few bits and bobs and i uh so many times i just sit there going oh god just get rid of everything literally just literally get get rid of everything because there's that kind of feeling that once it's gone exactly like gaz said with these are finished ideas once it's gone there's a kind of yeah okay now i have no choice do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I do take of... your point, I, it, it, and I think that's that's true in a, in a lot of things in life. But that is a direct. Yeah, uh, some people are saying in the chat room. Uh, uh, I would uh, over a time machine. I would carbon copy cloner every time. If you use carbon copy cloner and you create what's called a sparse image, that you can then continue. You, you can use a sparse image and you can write to that, and then you can update it and keep it updated. And you just take a. Oh. Also, uh, what a sparse image does is it also doesn't copy the. Sp- the 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 unused space so you just create a disk image we've got like a drive here which has just got loads of sparse images on it which are snapshots of various things and on a mac it's well worth doing just do sparse image that's snapshot it and then it's like you could then restore that to a bare metal hard drive and it would be as it was so that's worth doing that's carbon copy clone i don't think it costs much i think there might even be a free version of it but it's I would rather use that because I I tried to use the uh, Mac Im- onboard imaging system, which was before Time Time Machine, and it never worked properly. So Carbon Copy Cloner is I know will work and uh, definitely. Okay, does I promise you, I promise you, I will buy that and I will do that. Thank you, Ty. It makes me makes me feel a bit I, more. One of the things though um, was I I was using uh, a iLock that was um, you know the virtual iLock which is tied to your motherboard. Uh, so that was one thing that was a bit of a problem with my last computer, um, meaning that a bunch of software I was kind of locked out of because I had to um, get in touch with the software companies. And and that, do you know what? They were really, really good, actually. They dealt with, you know... Um, Must happen all the time. Toys and, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But it did make me think, though, that if um, if you're using sort of soft... It did. It has made me wonder about. I hate dongles. It's like a. It's probably a long. <laughs> as most people know. Um, really, guys, I didn't know but, that. <laughs> <laughs> but that thing, if the company didn't have like support, or had you know, or even if the company didn't exist didn't anymore, exist, yeah. and you well, and you true. and you used and you used like the kind of that method for sort of locking to uh, you know an eye lock, uh, the soft eye lock, then you'd be up the Swanee River, wouldn't you? It would be kind of. Um, You'd be locked out of your software. It would be a nightmare. So I, it would be a nightmare. Bit... You're right. Mm. How about something mm. just simple like a piano? Did you see Korg, uh, Nord uh, <laughs> released, uh, announced a, a new uh, Grand, a Nord Grand, which has uh, got a nice ka- kawaii keyboard. Don't know how much it's going to be. It looks expensive, but uh, it does seem like it will be another red keyboard we're going to see about the place. It's got synth sections and the usual stuff. But the idea is, it's, I guess it's a full 88 by the looks of it. We did a thing on pianos last week with the noir, but this, in terms of hardware, oh, that's nice. I don't know. I know your keyboard like player. Your, yeah, your well, your keyboard player uses uh, Nord, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, I was having a chat with some of the guys from Nord at the uh, at the Synth Reactor event a couple of weeks ago, and I was just kind of reflecting on the fact that Nord have been so successful in the live environment so much so that that they um they kind of i mean obviously they make the leads and fantastic synths but they sort of really kind of focus their um their business model more on the kind of live uh the live world i, I you know i suppose rather than the more experimental stuff you know i am talking specifically about why they didn't keep on with the nord modular but um you know what's fantastic about Nord is that they uh, they make really really great instruments that work well within the context of 
regular kind of rock and roll instrumentation um you know really good uh, i i i always really appreciate that with nord they always manage to sound just right within that you know whether you'd use whether you choose to use them uh on recording well saying that we have quite a lot anyway um i was gonna say over soft synths that would be a, a debate but we have we 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 do actually we we use them all the time um but i really think nord are just one of those brands that have just managed to keep their reputation just right you know uh i in fact most of a lot of the bands I play in, the keyboard players use Nords. Um, in the Charlotte Church band, the guy uses a Nord. Um, and, well, lots of things I've done Nords. Are, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they kind of... Um, and I really think that that's... They've got, something, they've got something right, definitely, right? They've got it, absolutely. So um, I think always the piano stuff always does just work really well in in that particular context um also i, I i've seen that they've also got those monitors that look like studio monitors that you can mount yeah they sound really well. good they're quite big though but uh, um in the chat room uh synth jam says in the chat room it's going to be 10 10 grand you know so it's an expensive thing it's not it, it's going to be yeah so you know they're not i don't I, no, okay. you i don't know you you do you have any nord stuff i'm not sure you do do you it's not your thing yeah is i it? do Oh, you no, do? No, I do. I beg your yeah, pardon. Yeah. My 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 stage keyboard of choice is a, a stage two ex. Um, uh, I mean, I've got some a Nord lead and things for the studio, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've got a stage two ex. Funny story behind it, basically, uh, which is uh, because I had an Oasis and I, I had to go and do some live stuff with a band, and so I'm a big fan of the Oasis and this was just when the Kronos came out and obviously the Kronos is a kind of cut down Oasis. So I said, okay, well for the stage stuff, I'll go and buy mainly piano stuff. And uh, the Kronos has a beautiful piano in it. So I went and bought a Kronos, uh, came, started programming it and I had it for about three days, four days and took it back and bought the stage two. Um, essentially, because the piano was so much better on the stage two. And the ironic thing about it is the one on the Kronos is, I don't know how many gig it is, but it's a big piano. And the, and the samples in the, in the Nord were, I think they were like 200 meg or something like that. And it really <laughs> did absolutely prove the point that it's not how big it is. It's what you do with it. And, um, <laughs> yes. It's, so it's true. I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, I've seen it, guys. Uh, no, I haven't. I've just read <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. So, no, it, because the, the, the thing is about the Nord pianos, and I know this is a real bone of contention. Some people just don't like them. But from a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pianist. I, I have access to proper, proper pianos and, and, you know, whatever. The, the Nord pianos feel like an instrument. They feel like they've been mm. programmed by someone that's a musician and there's a musicality to them. And what it felt like with a lot of pianos, including the ones on the Kronos, is that technically they're great, but as a musical as a musical instrument and a musical sound, they don't hang together so well. And the thing is with Nord, they don't use that many samples, but what they do with them is, is amazing. And I love the Nord pianos. And... Um, I wouldn't look anywhere else. If I'm if I was going on stage and you was wanting a piano, I mean, if I couldn't use my, I've got a V piano. If I couldn't use that, I would I would take the the Nord any day of the week. And the other thing is just in in, in relation to the new one, this new instrument, is that if you play the Kawaii action, um, that that action is beautiful. That action is the nearest thing you're ever going to get to a proper a proper real piano. Uh, it's, okay. it's it's cool. it, that you're paying a lot of money for that kawaii action because it is incredible action. It is. Beautiful. Well, I mean, as we discussed last week, last week we were talking about pianos, and I was just sort of saying, okay, the, it was the Noir, the Nils Frams uh, yeah, Noir, yeah. and the piano that that sampled off will cost you 130 grand. You know, so well, this is this is the thing when you. Yeah, this is the thing is that if you really want to get into the into the piano world, you know, kind of realistically to get the best of the best, you have to pay those kind of prices to get to get the best and kind of so if you can get but at the same time that they're works of art, that's the thing. They're works of art. They're not it's it's a proper musical instrument. So, you know, it's kind of when we talk about spending what is a lot of money for us compared to real instruments like that, it's nothing. 
So, yeah. you know, um, but I think I have to, I have to be honest with you and go, I think 10 grand is going to be, their sales are going to be, we'll say limited. Yeah, but, I would imagine um, so. But at the same time, there, there will be a, a market for it. And, you know, um, but I love Nord stuff. I think Nord stuff is yeah. really, yeah. And the, the build quality, second to none. So, ah, oh, cool. Yeah. Except the gig bags. The gig bags that they got, they, they always fall to bits. Oh, okay. So that's the only bit. The, the Nord themselves are super too, super cool, but the gig bags fall to bits. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's worth knowing. Uh, uh, that's always worth knowing, that kind of information. Um, yeah, I, I think we might have actually reached the end of our uh, of our topics that I can uh, fit in today because I've got uh, – I want, before I go, actually, I want to say there's no live show next week because next week I'm on uh, theatre sound duty. I'm going to repurpose the X, uh, X32 and, and do I'm doing the sound for Sister Act in, in the uh, half term with 20 radio mics, which I think is going to be quite challenging, Ooh. quite a challenging uh, example. But uh, I did record an interview with Carolina Ike uh, a couple of days ago, Ooh. and that will be playing next week. Uh, so we'll skip a kind of announcement but we'll have all the other it won't be live so i'll post that so uh we'll be talking and then the following week or the yeah the 17th uh we're talking we're in talks with tara bush uh who says she's going to do a live performance from la um for a sonic talk so uh we're just going to figure out how that Great. will work best so she's going to be on the show and because she, she's plugging her patreon and doing lots of creative stuff at the moment also is gearing up mm. to do live streaming sound so uh, uh, uh performances so she said what can i come on and do that and i thought yeah great so we'll we've we're, and, we're starting to plan ahead which is un, unheard and of tara tara of course she's the reason that i got to meet you in the first place and how is my is absolutely our it's the connection I, yeah 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 uh, so that'll be nice. I'm getting all teary-eyed. Oh, you can't tell. You can't tell. Okay, brilliant. Well, I think that's probably it for this week. So I want to say thank you very much to everybody. Don't forget, if you want to check out the uh, SoftTube Parallels, brand new soft synth from them, if you go to softtube.com, uh, that's uh, on offer. Uh, it's like uh, 129 from 149 up until the 12th of April. Well worth checking out. And also, uh, do enter the isotope competition. We're looking for the hashtag Reverb Remover and the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc to win a copy of RX7. But that's going to be it for this week. So, Gaz, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you on, as ever. I hope your cold gets better. I know. It's just just today. It's just come on today. Don't know where it came from. Um, just a quick little plug. Behind me is the Electron rig. Oops, that's really rubbish. Let me just tilt that up a little bit. Ta-da! There. Uh, and I'm going to be doing a live stream about that sometime in the next week or so so watch out for that i'm just going to uh just, so just go and just, subscribe just to your some... youtube channel right and then you can uh then people can just get notifications yeah that, that'll be the way to do it yeah yeah, yeah and i'm just going to do some absolutely pointless noodling so people will be welcome to join me on that little journey okay but, um, brilliant yes. well Thank i'm you sure very they much. will i'm sure they will yeah. no you're welcome thank you very much guys <laughs> and ty and win so pleased to have you on again i hope we get you back again soon uh and uh and it's been yeah, it's been yeah, a pleasure I'll, as ever. I'll try. No, 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 I will. And uh, next, when I'm on next, I'll I'll talk you through the the midge setup thing, only because it's 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 interesting from a, a synthy point of view. So, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Sorry, we didn't get onto that, yes. did we? I it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's Bad it's going nowhere. <laughs> it's going it's going nowhere. But it's just it's it's just going through various versions, and it's it, from a synthy nerdy techie point of view, it's just an interesting concept that's probably worth having a chat about so. definitely we'll Brilliant. do that next time do that next time okay super well uh, that's it for this week want to say thank you very much to everybody once again uh, we will see you live uh, not next week but the week after which will be the 17th where we hopefully have Tara Bush performing live so if I hit that and we can all sort of wave our goodbyes and then I'll press the end button and uh, we'll see you later thanks very much for watching that was Sonic Talk 572 <laughs>